This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals show, all brought to you by Fansided.com. Head on over there if you want to read some of my blogs. Read about any team, any sport, anything. But I think you want to be reading about the Cincinnati Bengals because I don't know if you've heard or not, the Bengals are heading to SoFi to play the LA Rams in the 56th edition of the Super Bowl. Who would have thought? Who would have thought after a year of only four wins, the Bengals find themselves in the Super Bowl? Joining me today, one part of the Tigers Talk podcast. This is my third Tigers Talk podcast person, yet I'm still missing K-12s, but we have a great guest on. I've been waiting to get her on for so long, and now we finally get a chance. Bengals Whitney comes to the back row. Bengals Whitney, how the heck are you? I'm doing so good. So as all Bengals fans are right now, <laughs> can you even believe that it's even real at this point? Obviously, the pictures have come out now of the Bengals end zone logo in SoFi. Like, what did that picture just when you saw that? What did that just do to you, like immediately? Like, do you still think this is real? I mean, hanging in the Louvre, it's a work of art. All of it. <laughs> like, I think Matt Minnick just posted, just tweeted a few minutes ago. We're going to the freaking Super Bowl. Like, I. Those tweets are still happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel real yet, I don't think. Even I, seeing the uniform. <laughs> yeah, right. I I, I got to say, I love what the Bengals, what Bengals Twitter did. And those who don't know about the joke are all trashing it and stuff. But, like, the joke is, is perfect. All Bengals fans knew that. And uh, going black on white for the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. I'm more of a black on black type of guy. Uh, probably my UC, uh, my UC blood showing through. So, But do you think that this was the perfect uniform combo for the Super Bowl? I mean, if you're the superstitious type, Mm. you were hoping we went all white. Because I saw the article, um, home teams for the Super Bowl or whatnot, the record is pretty lopsided, wearing white jerseys. So I think if you were superstitious, you were hoping for the white. Mm. I don't care what they wear. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, I got you. I have I have a complaint, and I feel like nobody's really brought this up yet. When the, the pictures of the end zone came out uh, with the Bengals logo, I have a problem with that. It's the B in the Bengals, like the B logo, and then it says Bengals. So we are the Bengals for the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the B logo, and then it just says Bengals. I'm like, that that's not right. Like I, I don't think it should be like that. No, because it, it's ba- it's Babangles. That's what we are. We're it's the Cincinnati Babangles are there. Great. I didn't even pick up on that. There's been such a flood of content, and today was busy, and so I just kind of was scrolling through really fast, and was overwhelmed seeing that we were on the field at all. Right. Yeah, that's a good. Point. But I have a beef with that too. I'm not cool with that. Yeah, I I, I still think we we got to go back. We got to go back to the original logo, the 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 Bengal tiger, the leaping tiger logo. I am a 2000s Bengals fan, so like that holds a special place in my heart. I, I think the leaping tiger needs to make a comeback. I'm going to say something controversial. I never really liked the Leaping Tiger. Oh, what? I don't. Not that one. I think there's way cooler Tiger logos. If you're going to go back to Tiger, I want a complete revamp. So you want, if we're going to go back to the Tiger logo, you want a completely new one? Yeah. Why is that? Why? Yeah, I feel like it's meaner and a little less cartoony looking or something. And he's leaping awkward. I don't know. So I love the Leaping Tiger for vintage gear Mm -hmm. i love it for that because that's awesome but yeah 
And I talked to Elizabeth Blackburn about this when um, we went to the Jersey reveal about the controversial B logo and she made me feel better about it. She just basically talked about, we have a larger midfield logo than most stadiums do now. We're grandfathered in because they shrunk the size that you're allowed to have midfield. And so whenever we do it, we got to commit fully because we're going to lose some of that size and the logo. And she was talking about how you can recognize it from way far sure. away, which is true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And, and there's something to be, you know, to have like a letter as your logo too. It's more iconic, I would say. It, yeah. And like you said, less cartoony. It looks like we've been there for a while, which we have just not the Super Bowl, obviously, but now here we're mm-hmm. back again. Uh, but I, personally, I am a leaping tiger guy, but I understand what you're saying with the, the B and the Bengals. Most people are. Yeah, right. Exactly. So there is something you are in the minority about. Interesting. Interesting. So, so (laughs) did you find where the uh, KC Bengals game, where were you watching that? How were you watching that? And uh, just give me your full reaction to when that kick went through and just like that, like this dream has become a reality. We're going to the Super Bowl. So I live in Florida now, which is why I got on Twitter in the first place. When I moved a couple of years ago, I kind of wanted to stay connected to the fan base and take a little slice of home back with me. Best thing right. I ever did. Got the right. best friends out of it. I'm hanging hey. out with you right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was in Florida and um, we have some really close friends that live in our neighborhood that are also from Cincinnati. Oh, perfect. So we had a little Cincinnati tribe watching from my house. Uh, we had the skyline chili dip rocking. Wonderful. Wonderful. This week, or, or not this week, but the Super Bowl, we ordered in. Um, the big Cincinnati fan pack where you get Montgomery and ribs and greater. Oh, yes. Pizza. Also. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but it was thrilling. It was thrilling. I was more emotional this game than I was the the other two, for sure. Did, did the tears roll down the face? Because I, I, I definitely was tearing up a little yeah. bit as watching that kick go through. I told Strawberry Ice this the other day when I was on his show. I, I think it was him. I'm like, I must be dead inside because I haven't <laughs> cried yet. <laughs> and it's not because I'm hard or cool or <laughs> like, I just, I think more what happens to me is I go into shock or something because mm. I just get really quiet and I just sit there with my head in my hands for a while, shake just my head a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Oh, man. Well, usually, I, usually, well, for, for this game here, I went into a drunken fiasco over at my place and, and it completely exploded. The roof came off the, but I think, you know, you, you talk about how like, you know, you kind of were like stone cold stone face. And I think a lot of that was kind of felt around the Bengals community because of just how this does not even feel real. Like it really doesn't. It's not amazing. Right no, it's, it's not like, it's just still feels like we're in the Bengals season. Like, and we're going to go play another game, but this is yeah. the game. Would you call this the most important game in franchise history? So maybe. maybe I think it would do the most for us. So in that way, I do think it's the most important. I think the most important, though, was the Raiders game, the first playoff game. Okay. Only because that monkey has really haunted it. Like it's been on our back for a minute and it's been the dominant it was the dominant storyline for so long so i think to the fan base and to the city maybe that was a little bit more important Mm -hmm. i think right now what's so exciting and i keep preaching this is i want fans to really take this season for what it is and enjoy it for what it is right now because 
we came into the season with no expectations. Next year, we're going to have expectations. So this is the only season we're going to have where we can just mm. purely enjoy being pleasantly surprised week in and week out yeah. and just enjoy the ride a little bit. Mm. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to do going into the Super Bowl. Right. Just, just relish it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just kind of sit there and enjoy it and sit back and you know, it's going to be because I got emotional when I went down to Dallas uh, for the UC uh, coming out for the uh, college football playoff. That was that was a big moment. I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be watching the Bengals come out. And it, honestly, like usually we my family has a Super Bowl party and usually we have a lot. But now we kind of talked about it. It's like we don't really know what to do because now we, our team is actually playing. We kind of need to focus, really. Like, yeah. You're here for the game. You're going to be shut up and you're going to be focused on the game. There's no going to be no outside interference so you say that you're uh from florida this is an odd segue but we're going into it but you say you're from florida were you able to make uh your way up to some games this year or uh how many games did you go to so i'm from cincinnati born and raised my whole life i've lived in florida for the last couple years and the only game i made it to the season was the raiders playoff game jerry Mm. on our podcast on tiger stock she insisted she lives in tampa um I went to her house, though, for the Chargers game. So I got to feel like I was with another Cincinnatian at True Blue once. And then I was in the city in April for the uniform reveal. Yeah, only one game. Only one game. Interesting. It was an epic one. (laughs) It was. It was. If you had to go to one game, that would probably be the game to go to. So you were able to uh, experience the fan base at, at, at full voice this year, which is incredible as a Cincinnati fan for through and through, and you've been in Cincinnati before and used to live here. Um, have you noticed that this fan base has been the most bought in to a Bengals team ever? I, I don't think there's ever been a better connection between the fan base and the organization as it has been this year. Yeah, I would agree with that completely and wholeheartedly. And I think we can attribute at least a little bit of that to that, uh, classic Joe Burrow effect everybody mm-hmm. keeps talking about where he somehow makes believers out of everyone. And um, I think that's part of it. I think um, also the way this team has won. Yeah. I've done that a little bit for me personally, because, you know, we've talked about this, I think before a lot of us have, but it, Bengals teams of before, even if we were leading at halftime, even if we were leading in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. we were never relaxed. We were never optimistic. We were just waiting for that other shoe to drop and to see how are we going to screw it up this time. And mm-hmm. it felt a lot like those teams. And I love those teams. I rooted for those teams just as hard. But it did feel like, you know, we choked a lot. Oh, yeah. And we were yeah, we weren't in it four quarters usually, and it was a lot of playing not to lose instead of playing to win. This team is built different, and the thrilling like comeback wins that we've had, the last game being such a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I'm watching the Bengals, this particular Bengals team right now, I don't care how far we're down and how much time is left on the clock. I still, there is a part of me that believes that they can do it. And yeah. that here changes your viewing experience as a fan. Yeah. You, you definitely bring up a great point of the difference between this Bengals team and a Bengals teams prior that were really good is you always were feeling like, okay, yeah, we may be up big right now, but when are we going to blow this? When, when is this all going to come crumbling 
crumbling to the ground. And when is Marvin Lewis going to get so conservative that we don't even touch the other side of the 50 in the second half, which is horrible. But it just seems so exciting. It's so so incredible to watch uh, this locker room come together. And you see it all the time. And uh, Bengals Twitter and, you know, all over the place. Tell me about just the difference in this locker room this year as compared to years prior. Well, I I don't mean to be like a word into the ground to the point where it doesn't have meaning anymore, but it, I really do think it centers on belief a lot. I, I mean, these guys just believe. I saw Lou Anarumo on Pat McAfee today. Did you yeah. see any of that? Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Pat is still not re, you know responded to my emails. I'm still trying to get on the show, but yeah, I saw a little bit of it, and you're right. Yeah, it's, it's just it's this oozing confidence that yeah. this team has, and especially this defense that that has this this massive confidence. And I think that's the best ability you can have, especially going into the Super Bowl, is is flying high and, and feeling confident. Because I mean, is there another better, or is there another part of this team, or throughout the league? I guess there's only two teams left, but throughout the league this playoff season, that was more confident than the Cincinnati Bengals defense. No, I the, the buy-in you saw it from day one, literally. Uh, yeah. OTA's perfect attendance, you know. And Lou spoke to a point today that you know I at the beginning of the season when we were in preseason on Tigers Talk, me and the girls had some pretty optimistic mm-hmm. season projections, and we didn't do that out of just you know naive excitement or enthusiasm or trying to will it to happen. Mm -hmm. I think what all of us were picking up on early in the season, besides like the starting with the perfect attendance OTAs was you just saw a tremendous amount of buy-in with this coaching staff, with the players on the team, with each other, unselfishness. And it really began with a point that Lou made today on McAfee, which is, you know, beyond talent, when they were looking at free agency and, and, scouting players and looking at the draft he said what i what i thought was so obvious back then which is they weren't just looking at talent did you have to have the talent absolutely but they were also looking for players that were leaders you know uh that had you know team captain backgrounds or coaches kids that had great football iq that come from winning programs he talked you know about trey hendrickson and the saints and you know about dj reader and you look at mike daniels even you know from green bay he looked at they looked for people that had been there done that it could bring a little bit of that swagger and also just that experience i think to the roster and it's paid in dividends you know oh, yeah. These guys are unshakable. They completely believe. I don't. I don't take the argument anymore that experience matters. I think that's the knock that we've had throughout the whole playoffs. Like Bengals haven't been here before. Right. They're inexperienced. They're young. Well, don't tell those guys because mm-hmm. we've got plenty of leadership on that team that has been there. Um, you know, to some extent, and has won big games. And mm-hmm. so, anyway, I I think the the roster that those guys built the front office and Zach and Tobin and all of them and what they've used as their criteria for selecting guys is probably their secret sauce. Yeah. You, you bring up a great point of the, the front office and how aggressive they've been. They've done the aggressive thing. They, when usually they're usually doing the safe pick, they're usually trying to save money and be under the cap. And while that, you know, that has worked a little bit here, they went really aggressive this off season going out and getting, 
the aggressive pick, going out and taking a chance with guys like Trey Hendrickson, who a lot of the national media was calling a bust. They were calling him a one-year wonder, and the Bengals went out there and signed him to a four-year $60 million. And he's been one of the best defensive end rushers in the National Football League. He's been absolutely oh, yeah. incredible. And it's, I mean, We wouldn't talk, be here right now without yes, him. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and it, that type of aggression is what leads to drafting guys like Jamar Chase. So they didn't take the safe pick and go with Panay Sewell because they went with Panay Sewell. I would say that most of the country would be like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what they were supposed to do, but they didn't do that. That's they, the pick that you take pick. if you want to avoid criticism. Yes, in the media. yes. It's yes. not the pick that you'd make if you want to win freaking games right yes. now. You know, mm. I, I'm sorry. It's just not. And so mm. I, I mad respect for their genius. And to the Trey Hendrickson point, it's because they saw the tape. They saw the film. They saw the obvious talent that he had in a piece that we needed. But they also interviewed the man the player. Mm. They learned about his mentality. You look at Trey Hendrickson now, I dare you to watch an, a Trey Hendrickson interview and not completely fall in love with him and understand why he's so important in that locker room. All those guys are. Yeah. So you talk about a secret sauce, that's it right there. The types of men that we put on that roster. Yeah. So you and I, so we're talking about roster additions. You and I were having a little back and forth on Twitter last night. And we, we were talking about, so Tyler Eifert, for those who haven't been on Bengals Twitter, Tyler Eifert has changed all of his social media to him in Bengals uniform. He's been tweeting quite a bit at the Bengals, been tweeting quite a bit with the fans about a possible return. If number one, number one, I got to ask, do you think that this is an actual real possibility that he no. comes back to the Bengals? No, no. Oh, you're crushing my dreams here. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, I don't. Does that change your answer if CJ Uzama is not cleared to play? Well, not that you want it, but no, but, it, but is it possible? I say I have no idea, but my speculation would be if he can't play, sure, it might uh, might yeah. up his chances just a little bit. And let me be clear, I am a huge Tyler Eifert fan. Tight end uh, position is my favorite position in the league. Hands down, always has been. I've always said if I'd been born a boy, a tall boy, <laughs> I want to be tight end. That's my favorite position. But, um, and Tyler, God, he was my favorite player for a really long time and I love him. Um, so, I, it, for nostalgia reasons, because I just adore the guy, I would love for it to happen. But also, he's not taking any reps with these guys. Mm, yeah. He's not yeah. in it's probably not going to happen. You're but crushing my dreams here, I, but I think you're no. right. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. But you're just be happy me. that he played with us on Twitter like that yesterday. I know. I that know. Was so fun. It was. It was fun. It's, he's definitely. He's definitely pulling for the Bengals without a without question. Um, yeah. It is awesome to see former players like him, like Willie Anderson, like Pac-Man Jones, and guys that are really coming out and supporting the Bengals. And even Carson Palmer is saying that the city of Cincinnati is the only is the city most deserving of a Super Bowl, and yeah. you know, and I'm as much as Carson Palmer has, uh, excuse my language, shit on us for quite some time. It's it's finally nice to see the national media narrative turn around on the Bengals. Yeah, I don't think he can help but be a Burrow fan too. I mean, his brother right. works with him so closely. I'm sure they've talked shop a million times yeah. about Joe. So there's probably a little bit of that too. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Tyler Eifert. 
I wish. <laughs> Tyler. I, but I did see. To he is dreamy. Point, he, his flow was dreamy when he was with the Bengals. Oh my God. I remember the year that his numbers were better than Gronkowski's. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, God. But I saw um, just before I logged on with you, even a quote from Andrew Whitworth that as excited as he was about their game, that he couldn't peel himself away from watching the TV for our game yeah, and right. kind of cheering us on. And so you got guys like him. Dunlap even tweeted a congrats to mm. us. Yes, he did. Yeah. And Andy yeah. Dalton did and AJ Green did. And it's it's yeah. really, really cool to, to see that come back. And uh yeah, but you're seeing this this Bengals team now. You know, we kind of we're, we're kind of talking about it a little bit through the year of okay, we were kind of built around winning the AFC North. Well, we did that, and we we swept the Ravens, swept the Steelers. Still, somehow have not beaten the Browns in two years, I believe, which is agonizing. It's very very agonizing. We'll get them. We'll get them. A, well, yeah, we'll get them. A, I think we're getting them right now because they're going to be watching the Super Bowl while they have the at home with Baker Mayfield commercials playing, which. I feel like as a Browns fan would boil my blood if I saw my quarterback playing awful and doing all of these progressive and Hulu commercials. It's great, isn't it? It's so fun. It's beautiful, especially that it says it's at home with Baker. At Mayfield. home with <laughs> Baker. Yeah, you you are at home, buddy. You're going to be at home for a long, long time. was his time. agent when they were figuring that slogan <laughs> out. Jeez. Terrible, terrible. And then so, I mean, so I kind of talk about it like, again, we're kind of set up to win the AFC North and you look around the AFC North, you look at Baltimore. It's like, okay, they'll be back. They, they've had some, they had a lot of injuries this year, but they'll be back. Well, yeah. Steelers and Browns are really kind of in this law and they're in a really bad spot. It's almost, and you look at it, it's like, yeah, Baltimore will be back, but I still think the Bengals are a better squad and they're better equipped to win. I think this is going to be the Bengals division for probably the next five to 10 years. What do you think about that? I mean, we're set up for it. You look at, okay, so I give the Ravens a pass this year. I do um, to an extent because I. They get no pass from me. I'm so, well, tired. I'm so tired of Ravens fans. Now. Oh, they, well, they, I know I am too. They're the worst. I used to like be like, okay, if anybody's going to. They're win, not the worst fans. Then, yeah. Yeah. They're not the worst. They were bad this year though. They, they were yeah. so salty and grouchy about losing all those games. That's a shame. No, I know. I, I would be too though. They, they, I'm just saying they did have a very real issue with the, the injuries. I haven't seen anything quite like it um, really for one team. Um, so they'll be on the up and up, but the good point to take away from that is freaking Martindale. See ya. Bye Felicia. Gone for <laughs> You're done. You're done. I want us to take a little partial credit for that, or at least mm -hmm. Joe Burrow. Um, so they so I wouldn't say they're sitting as pretty as maybe some think because you know, there's that. They lost mm -hmm. Wayne Martindale. And yeah. so they, they have a little bit of their own stuff going on. Steelers, I am gonna be stalking this offseason to figure out yeah. who they bring in for a quarterback. Who are we gonna have to deal with? Is there any is there any chance at all in your mind that Aaron Rodgers goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers? There's a chance. You think so? Only because of his relationship with um, Tomlin. Yeah. <clears throat> I know they're kind of bros, yeah. or at least there's some friendship or mutual respect there. I think Aaron goes to a place where he feels like he can win right now, though, and they got a lot of work to do on that Steelers roster and they don't have a lot of money to do it with. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't think it's highly likely, but yeah, I think it's a possibility. And then, yeah, you look at the Browns. I wouldn't want that problem. You know, I, I actually respect the hell out of Stefanski. So they've got that going for them, but. Yeah. What are they going to do with Baker? Like, are they? Like, yeah. What are they going to do with Baker? That I mean, what are they going to do? You, you can't. You're not going to win with them. You're just not. You're not. He can't play ball down the stretch. You're in a division where you have all well, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals now. I don't know what they're going to do for for quite some time. They're going to have a hard time just sneaking into a wild card spot. And then you look around the AFC, and this is one of the reasons why I just I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to go to any team really in the AFC. You look at the talent. In the AFC, he's not going to be the best quarterback there. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and obviously Joe freaking Burrow, who is in this, who took a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in five, six, seven years, and in 2015, quick UC math here, seven years. There you go, and haven't been to the, and there goes my lights, and uh, hasn't been to the playoffs in you know so long, and now they're in the Super Bowl. So I, I don't know, I, I don't know. I hope it doesn't happen. I really I pray. See, I don't know if there's any legitimacy to it, but I did see a tweet the other day, somebody saying that the Packers are not open to an AFC team, like dealing him off to an AFC team. Um, or I'm sorry. No, maybe they said a- NFC team. So yeah, it is. I, I still think it's a possibility it comes to AFC. Your point is really good. I think his ego is going to force him into a situation where he just goes where he feels like he's going to be listened to the most and he's got the best roster around him sure, and the sure. best chance to win right now. I did see a little like stuff floating around about the Titans today because of some yeah. I guess, house in Tennessee or whatever. Yeah, I, I saw that. See. I doubt right. it, but we'll see. It's possible. Right, right. I mean, I would also love a house in Tennessee too. I mean, it's just not <laughs> – it's not just bang. It's not just football, you know. Right. There. This guy's got some great bars. Got some good times on there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, let's so let's let's bring it all the way back to the Bengals here. I, I want to ask you a question. I was asked this on a, a podcast last night, and and I kind of was very curious of what you thought. You could define this Bengals team in one word, one word that you had to pick. What would your word be? Ooh. Yeah. Well, screw you for not prepping me for that. <laughs> I gave um, you absolutely nothing here, Whitney. I wanted you just completely, you know, nothing, knowing nothing at all. Well, okay. So I'll tell you the first word that came to mind. Yeah. There you go. That's what I not, want. Probably not the best word, but I would say unselfish. Unselfish is a great one. That, that, that's a great word. So what, why do you, why do you pick unselfish? Why was that the first thing that popped in your mind? It's just the first characteristic that I'm super impressed by that. I think of when I think of this group of guys, coaches included, um, you know, and I, I do think it is part of the, the magic in terms of what we see translate on the field. I, the, the, there's no divas. There's, there's no egos. You look at some of these other teams that have really tried to put together monster rosters to win right now. And they, they'll, they'll grab the OBJs and they'll grab the Antonio Browns and they'll, you know, they'll grab this guy and that guy. And then it, it implodes eventually. Usually I'm not usually. saying that's happened to the Rams yet, but I'm just saying we're hoping like, it does. This this team was formed in a way that feels so organic and well thought out and, you know, very authentic and the guys are willing to kind of jump in front of buses for each other. Um, and I think that's, it's something you can't measure, but it matters. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I, I think that's uh, I think that's a word that a lot of Bengals fans would use when they were describing this team as unselfish. I mean, you look at just the right receiving core and you look how great they are. And I, I personally, I think it's the best in the NFL. And you look at, you know, our our second receiver is T Higgins, which I kind of feel bad calling him wide receiver, too. Because on pretty much every other NFL team, it's one A and one B. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. It's one A and one B. And you know, then you look at guys that have been here for a long time, like Tyler Boyd, who his targets have gone significantly down, but his production is way up. He's still efficient. He's still a guy that will go and take care of his business. And he's all all for the team type of guy. And they're all Mm -hmm. for winning here. And that's the type of culture you need. And this type of culture, this coaching staff has created i mean how great of a performance has this coaching staff had this year do you and then do you think zach taylor deserves coach of the year uh hell yeah he deserves coach of the year and i don't you can't give me an argument that i've heard yet that changes my mind on it and it's not just bias i know it sounds like bias but it's not i i feel like what he's been able to do in three years is insane and i have not seen anything quite like it in a very long time um and it comes from from an organization that has long been trashed for being dysfunctional from the top down that it's the front office that was getting in the way of our success he's not just turned around a winning record it's not just the w's and the l's that changed this year an entire culture has changed a mind shift has happened in the fan base um I just, I feel like what he's done is, is so much bigger than just the wins and losses. But again, um, going to the Super Bowl is a pretty good argument. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I think one of my favorite storylines going into the Super Bowl is that it's him versus McVay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming from that McVay tree. And, you know, something that Zach Taylor was given the opportunity to was basically lose his first two seasons, which – Again, in usually in the NFL, that doesn't have a six twenty-five and one record does not, you know, keep your job. You you're you're out. But the, the Brown family obviously saw the vision. They saw what Zach Taylor was trying to build and they let him continue to grow this team. And I think and they don't get gonna, enough credit for it. They don't. They don't get enough credit for sticking with their guy. And I wanted to ask you is do you think we're gonna start seeing more NFL teams stick with their first year coaches, even though that they may struggle their first two years because maybe they just don't have their guys in. No, No. I don't. I I mean, I would Mm -hmm. like to think that would be the case and maybe, maybe so. I I just, I, I doubt it. I feel like, I, I I just feel like this is different. I really Mm -hmm. do. I feel like what they've done is different. I think that when Zach came in, they were really taking a chance on him. He wasn't even an offensive coordinator before this in the NFL. Right. He was a quarterback coach. Quarterback coach, <laughs> and he was terrible when he was at UC. That was the Tommy Tuberville era, if you remember that. It was awful. Yeah. We, we, we had like 2,000 people in the stands. It was awful. And, yeah, for him to come straight there, it's like, oh, Yeah, my God. so I think whatever he said when he came to that interview, whatever vision he sold, I, he, I think he was honest. I think he gave them a heads up. This is going to take a second, but I'm building, trying to build something that will last. And yeah become a you know because they could have easily like if the browns were just in it for the money and just in it for filling the stands first of all they knew that joe burrow was coming and that that would sell a few tickets at least right Mm -hmm. and they could have just 
interjected and wanted to get some big names off of free agency, sell a few more tickets. Hey, we'll probably win a few more games. I think whatever it is that Zach sold to them during his interview process, they bought into fully and they decided that they were going to have his back and let him live that out. And to be quite honest, you look at the wins and losses. Sure. It looks atrocious, but how many games, Josh, were we in it within a touchdown. Yeah. So it's not like we didn't see progress. We yeah. didn't see it on the wins and loss column, but we saw it on the field. Yeah. And we had some major injuries. Think about what DJ Reader has done for this team this year. Another yes. guy that if we didn't have him, I don't think we're in the Super Bowl right now. And Agreed. he was out last year. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. knew that they they want they picked him up two years ago with their first bout of aggressive free agencies. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. I don't yep. think more teams. I don't think more teams will adapt it, but they should. Yeah, I I, I see what you mean by that. I I think they should. I, I'm in agreement with you. Like I think they more teams should adapt that model because obviously it's shown to work. And now, I mean, you take a look. I mean, you, a lot of people want to call us dysfunctional, and that's fine because we both know it's it's not true. We're really not dysfunctional. We've had winning teams. We've had success. We just haven't that been able be to get Browns. that monkey off. That would be the Browns. That's correct. <laughs> Flipping over. Everyone wants to talk about how the Bengals were going to ruin Joe Burrow. But, I mean, look at Miami and look at how what they've done with Tua and that whole mess with Brian Flores getting fired, which nobody really saw coming. And, and that's a whole hot yeah, What issue. What does the Browns and the Dolphins have in common right now? Yeah, they, yeah right. They're just they're, – they're in, sh- they're in shambles. Yeah. yeah. It is pretty funny that in the Browns all-in year, the Bengals are the ones that are going to the Super Bowl. And my – I have all I I lived with all Browns fans like for throughout my whole college life, and they were so freaking annoying. It was awful getting barked at, like just walking up the stairs. But I had my buddy text me. He said, "This is literally the Browns' worst nightmare." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl, and OBJ is in the Super Bowl. So I don't know how much worse it can get." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yep." Yeah. Yeah, it is a hard day. Mm-hmm. It's a hard game for a Browns fan to watch. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and you know, honestly, like. The, the Browns are a really good example of what we were talking about just a minute ago, that you can't just buy a few superstars off the street and expect there to be a team chemistry or something that's going to work. You have to have all the right pieces. And that's why I'm, I just am so freaking impressed um, by our coaching staff and by Tobin for prioritizing the intangibles as much as the tangibles. Like we're going to find talented guys but we're going to find talented guys that have the right mindset and approach to the game. And that's why you have an unselfish team. That's why you have guys that, you know, would fight tooth and nail for each other. Um, And that's why you got guys that are really smart and have great leadership skills that don't get rattled. Cause that's another thing about this team. The bigger the moment, the better they seem to do. The mental toughness is insane. So you can't measure it. But Can't we imagine. all know it's it's off the charts. <laughs> yeah, right. You you bring up that point of when the lights are the brightest, this is when this team shines the brightest. And this is where they show up and, and they they got guys with a mentality. So obviously, you know, after this this in two weeks, the Bengals season is sadly over, win or loss, which just sucks. So I kind of want to look towards a little bit of next year and free agency in the draft. So I, I've kind of I've gone back and forth uh with who we should take uh, in the draft with our 32nd draft pick. And um, I think I personally, I would love to go defense and I would love to get a corner 
especially if Sauce Gardner is there. Obviously, as a UC fan, I want to keep him in the city. I don't think he'll be there. But I do think there's going to be a plethora of cornerbacks and really, really good defensive backs coming out of next year's class. But obviously, the the safe pick and the, and the for sure pick is going to be an offensive lineman. Who do you think? Who do you think well, we should draft? Or what? What do you think? What do you think in the draft? I my general again. I here's my thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna in Duke Tobin. I trust at this point. Like yep, so right. Him, yep. Him and that coaching staff, they'll talk it over. Whatever. So, but just in general, like from like a pulled back lens, what I would kind of like to see is us drafting for depth when it comes to um, the defense yep. for depth. And, you know, if, if someone shows up and, you know, competes and wins a starting position, great. But you know what I mean? In general, draft for um, defensive depth and to up that upgrade that a little bit. And then I want them to go uh, ball out in free agency again this year for O-line. Yes. So yeah, that's yeah. the approach I'd like to see. Yeah, right. Because even though we're in the Super Bowl, we're at the top of the mountain right now, and we're not the summit yet, but you still feel like that this is not the middle or the end of this. This is only the beginning of of the great times in Cincinnati. So you have to follow that model that you've been following the past two years in free agency and being aggressive. And I I do genuinely believe that they will go out and be aggressive. I mean, you're, you're the you know, you have the most cap space out of anybody in the postseason. I believe it's like fourth most overall. We're 50 million under the cap. I mean, look around. You want to talk about an organization that does not get enough heat and they deserve it is the Green Bay Packers. They're like 50 million over the cap. They have about 10 to 10 to 11 free agents that they have to resign or they have to make a decision on. And they have the Aaron Rodgers situation. So You want to, again, look around the league at other dysfunction. There's plenty of it to go around, and it is not coming through Cincinnati. I completely agree. And I think it's just echoes of old narratives where if you're not a part of the the team, like if you're not a fan that follows them closely um, and really can take a deeper dive, it's easy to take those stabs at them that they're cheap. You know, uh, Gab Goody today was – railing on of course. <laughs> the mic part and the outdoor or the indoor practice facility and all this kind of stuff. It's just easy jobs to take if you don't know any better and if right, you don't right. do your homework. But the fact of the matter is it's, it's not dysfunctional. This is a team that's wanted to win for a long time. I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying I've loved every decision that the Brown family has made over the years. Of course not. But who's John perfect? Ross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I example. I, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. What a horrible draft class that was. No, we <laughs> did get CJ Uzama out of that, but it's yeah. yeah, you can't win them all. But yeah, so so yeah, I, between our, our cap space and the fact that our core is established, we don't have to change that. Our, this team as it stands right now is in the Super Bowl and has Super Bowl. Good chance to win. Yeah. Super yeah. Bowl. I'm expecting to win. Yes. Yeah. And so it's, we're sitting in that like enviable spot that every team in the NFL wants to get to and rarely, rarely do where the stars align. And not only do you have an insanely good team right now, but you have all this cap space. So really, what you're doing is just upgrading in positions where you can. You know, how can we get just a little bit better? You know, like what spots can we improve on? You know, and we have those spots for sure. But you can't argue that this team made it to the Super Bowl, this roster. 
right now. Right. Yes. This you know, so, and all this money. So yeah, I, I hope that they go out and they upgrade a little bit um, for the offensive line. I hope they do that in free agency, get some proven talent and some leadership. Let the guys that's currently starting some of them um, maybe fall back and be depth pieces and be backups because they're great too. They have promise. There's a lot of them that have promise, um, you know, and then go draft crazy for um, defense because we sunk so much money into defense on free agency the last two seasons in a row. I think it's offense's turn to grab some vets. To to grab a couple of vets, we could use them on the offensive line. I saw uh, 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 Creed Humphrey wide open. I mean, that's a great guy to add. And as much as I love Trey Hopkins, he's never really – gotten back to his dominant form after that ACL. He's had a tour. rough year, man. Yeah, he's had he's had a rough year. Right tackle. We love some serious help. I, I I love I love Trey Hopkins too. I do. But I mean if we're going to continue to you know now now we're not trying to just win the AFC North. We're trying to win the whole AFC. We gotta get a better that was a weird breath right there. Uh we gotta get a better offense. We gotta get a better offensive line. And, and I think we I think we will. I I, I trust this uh, front office now, which is weird to say that I trust the front office of the Cincinnati Bengals. That's very, very strange for me to say, but I you do. I'm saying that in front of the mirror for a while. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I think that the line gets a lot of talk, the offensive line and the right yeah. side of it in particular, but I would argue that the center is probably where we need to start. I, that's where I most kind of want us to go for a bigger name or like a really established person. Cause that person has to share a brain with Joe. You can't get the center wrong. You know, there has to be insanely good chemistry, really, really smart. And you know, I just, I love Trey. I do think like maybe backup, but, but let's get like a monster for, for the center and then upgrade where we can for the right side. But yeah, you, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. It's like physically, he's not all the way there. Mentally, and and his connection with Joe is is second to none. I will say that, and he, he's able to control that offensive line. And honestly, again, a lot of hate. The, the Bengals offensive line has gotten a lot of hate, especially when you give up, you know, nine sacks to Tennessee. I get it, but they played fairly, fairly well against the Improved. Chiefs. Again, they 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 did. They improved from the last week to this week. And, um, you know, we're going to need, we're going to need them. We're going to, we're going to need some, uh, we're going to need some dudes, uh, to step up in the Super Bowl here. So exactly. you mentioned, you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show and I want to bring it up again because I don't feel like people really grasp how much of a family atmosphere it is on Bengals Twitter and, and how we've been able to grow friendships and create friendships. Like you said, like you moved to Florida and you said, I might as well jump on, you know, Bengals Twitter just to see and you know, you've garnered so many friends and I've garnered so many friends that I can name off the top of my head. And, you know, we would go to Bengals gym tailgate before or, or any other tailgate. And I'm in all my stripe pipe stuff and, you know, I'm looking great. I'm not going to lie. I look great in that uniform. But <laughs> and the stripe pipe will be back on Monday. One, the last time for the season. So I can't <laughs> wait to see all of you there. Please come up and give me hugs and pictures. Cause I'm going to be, I'm going to be very, very sad when it ends. But anyway, um, your experience with Bengals Twitter is probably pretty similar to mine. And now you're on this great new show, Tigers Talk, which has exploded, which is awesome to see. It's it's brand new. So what has been your experience on Bengals Twitter? And, you know, as someone who's listening to this podcast that's not on it, what are they missing? Um, Man, so <clears throat> I could have never predicted that just hopping on Twitter would have led to all this, but really, you know, we talked about it a few episodes ago on Tiger's talk and 
coined the term fam base, F-A-M, like family, to apply to this particular Bengals fan base for a reason. It, it just, it, the welcoming with open arms is, yep. is unreal. Um, you know, and I find it a really positive place, you know, before I was getting all of my news about Bengals, really like more real time stuff through Facebook. Oh, I'm so sorry. Most, most toxic. I'm place so ever. sorry. Right? That, that's awful. I hate right? that for you. I and really so, do. So yeah. So coming over to Twitter, like, geez, the night and day. And, and, you know, I think we owe it to, to people like Bengals captain and Jess Hubei. And those guys, you know, and Jim for like spearheading a really positive movement on Bengals Twitter, you know, focusing on the positive. And that's not just this year. They've been doing it for a while, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I would encourage anybody if you're trying to you're, you're going to get the updates fastest, the news fastest about the Bengals. You're going to see stuff that you don't see other places. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll be feel very welcomed, yeah. um, you know, that's and then, of course. Cool. Yeah, get out to the get out to the tailgates and get out yeah. to the pep rallies and the, you know, Holy Grail and places like that when you can. Because seeing people when I went to the Holy Grail for the Raiders game, that was the first time I met a lot of you guys, and I, yeah. uh, I felt like I've known you forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, it, it's so it's so maybe strange is not the right word because it, it's not it's just it's just it's this family exactly. style of it really is special and. You know, there's plenty of, of our big name super fans. Now, obviously, you mentioned Captain Obvious and Jess, and you uh, you mentioned uh, Bengals Jim, and you know you the Who Baby, and, and there's so many. But if you go up to them and, and and you just talk, like they will give you the biggest hug. They they think they are this the most down. They are the they are the most down to earth people that I know. And you know, I I still remember after the Raiders game, and you know, Captain Captain is like you know in all of his stuff and everything. And I give him a quick tap on the back. He gives me the biggest hug ever. And he's crying into my shoulder. I'm like, I only know you really for like this season, but this is awesome. I love this. And, and I loved it. And you know, one of my, one of my uh, Twitter followers who is now one of my really good friends, Christine, which, you know, loves the Tigers talk. She's always, oh, on she's the best. Oh yeah. I love Christine. So yeah. Oh yeah. She's great. And mm -hmm. so it just, again, like seeing her and we were able to hang out like during the entire game and it was, it was super funny. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful atmosphere. So yeah. uh, incredible. And again, you got to talk about Tiger's talk and just the rise of Tiger's talk and how amazing it is. And I, I brought this up with uh, uh, Jess and uh, Jerry. And it's just one of the things that I've noticed this year is you're seeing a lot of fans that you wouldn't normally see as in you know as a stereotypical nfl fan you're seeing a lot of families come you're seeing a lot of women get involved with the cincinnati Bengals. i mean obviously you know elizabeth blackburn katie blackburn are, are running the ship and you know it's really it's amazing to see it and as a teacher uh i'm able to see that in my classrooms like we had a local culture lesson so instead i just played Bengals highlights which you know that's local culture it counts yeah. it counts so yeah. but but i'm having like all these like middle school, like girls, seventh and eighth grade coming up to me and, and, and talking to me about like, Oh yeah, no, we, we need to do this. Like they're going to double up Jamar. So we need to throw it off to T Higgins. And you know, I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Like you're going through like, like I, it, it's, it's amazing to see. So have you, have you noticed a, a big change and a big difference like that? Um, It's just, so Tiger Sock was Jess's brainchild. She's the mad genius behind it it's her baby and i couldn't be more thankful 
to her for just taking a shot. None of us knew what we were doing. Still don't for the most part, (laughs) (laughs) but we just get on there. And, and I like to think that we're a place that if you, no matter what your level of knowledge of the game is, how much, you know, the X's and O's that you feel like there's a welcome spot for you to come and hang out and talk about this team that you love so much. Um, You know, and that's what we do. And we have a really damn good time doing it. And as far as female fans are concerned, we've always been here. Um, We've always been prevalent. Um, It's just, (laughs) I think now you see an environment where um, we're encouraged to use our voices too. You know, Um, so it's a really fun time to be, I think, a female Bengals fan. You know, I was very lucky growing up that I had uncles that kind of are the ones that brain you know brainwashed me into being yes. a bear fan from when i was little but they also oh, bears bears. Fan. oh no bingles bingles, oh, bingles. Oh, sorry bingles. my oh my hearing's not, not great oh my bad do not <laughs> cut that sound clip out of here yeah Just we're gonna cut that down <laughs> yeah. sadly we're live so i can't do that <laughs> bingles but they Thanks. never like you know talked down to me if we wanted to talk about the sport and, and never made me feel like oh that's cute that she's trying to talk about about it's football like what's so precious about it that it's not accessible to everybody it's 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 a wonderful sport and Mm -hmm. if you love it um good for you you know so yeah tigers talk we're on twitter at tigers talk pod uh you do have to probably follow us there because we don't have a set day of the week that we broadcast live um but we have a wonderful base that asks questions we want to hear questions like um we want to hear conspiracy theories. We have great conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. I love I love that part of Tiger's Talk and, and the, the tinfoil hats. I, I think I might have to do a cameo of Tiger's Talk and have yeah. the tinfoil hat. I, I think that's it. I, I think I have to have my tinfoil hat on next show. Do it. I'll do, do it. it. I'll do it with Kay. How about that? I'll, I'll make a tinfoil hat when I have Kay on next week. I can't wait. There you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Well, Whitney, it has been so incredible to have you on. I thoroughly enjoy any time we talk anything and Bengals, life, anything like that. So thank you so much for coming on. Please plug away where everybody can find you and and what all you're doing now. Thanks for having me. Um, it was awesome. And I'm at Bengals Whitney on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I'll just like that. Yeah. And you can find us um, on YouTube, our show Tigers Talk. Just search that or Tigers Talk Pod on Twitter. There you go. At Tigers Talk on Twitter, the Tigers Talk podcast really sprouting out and, and exploding. It's, it's it's great to see. And it's great to see all this Bengals content coming off of Twitter from genuinely great people that, like, again, you see them, you see in person and they're the same exact person that you think they would. You know, again, like I said, even our our, our, our bigger celebrities, Bengals Jim, Tony the Tiger, uh, Yaz. They're great people. Go right up to them, and couldn't, they'll couldn't meet nicer people. Good, We're so really lucky as a fan base to have like a really awesome mm. group of super fans for sure. Awesome, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Whitney, it has been awesome. I can't wait for this Super Bowl, and I'm so excited. When is the next Tigers Talk podcast? Um, not sure the day. Follow us on Twitter, and we will let oh, you know. But we will be on next week to do a show just about the Super Bowl. So beautiful. All right, next week you're gonna find the Tigers Talk podcast going there. Engage. They talk to the fans a lot, and uh, it's great to see. So thank you again so much, and uh, I will see you all next Tuesday. I am going on the Ed Robinson Show tonight. It is a sports uh, radio show down in Louisiana. So. This go uh, check this out. Go check that out. I was on 
my first Canadian podcast uh, yesterday. So go check that out at Dine Sports. It was a good time. There was me and uh, Mike Sands on there and uh, just talking about the Bengals. So please go uh, check out the content. This has been the Cincinnati or the back row Cincinnati Bengals show all brought to you by fansided.com. You go over there, check out my blogs. Please read them. I mean, you don't even have to read them. Just click on them. Like, just just go search up back row and then just click on them. Like, that's it. Right. I'm just looking for click. Just do it. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening, and I will catch you uh, later tonight. See ya. Hootay. Hootay.